0: A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Nightcast Creative, Dicey Cantina, and Erica Goodwitch present Path of the Storm, a High Republic Story. A creeping darkness looms. Three Jedi Knights return to Bava for peace negotiations between the people of Nar and the Noble Court. But something is off. Between strange advisors, the long reach of the huts, and the growing darkness at the edge of the Force, a sense of unease threatens to undermine the peace talks and leave two worlds at war.
1: Aster and Hask and a few of their people boarded your ship, the Thronta, this T1 Jedi shuttle, and you made it past the blockade through space and entered hyperspace on your way to Bava. You... I feel like there are some things that you want to do with the little bit of hyperspace travel downtime before we get to Bava.
2: Like check the crates. (laughs) We should go
3: check the crates, guys. The crates are in the same spot as Bekros' hot rod, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to basically spend his whole time there.
1: Yeah. So you leave the uh, front of the shuttle towards the back and head into that. Like cargo landing bay where Becker's a swoop is, and there are five large crates. Not currently hovering; they're on the on the ground, and uh, you open them up, find a whole lot of weapons, thermal detonators, blasters.
4: None of this is surprising. Why was it so important that we check these crates? In case there's
2: like any time bombs. There are timers for bombs. Are any of them
3: active?
1: <laughs> no, none of them are active.
3: Then roll that and need the spares.
1: No. <laughs> Is there anything else you need to do before
3: you get to the, the system? Can we lock these crates with our own proprietary Jedi lock?
1: <laughs> Jedi lock, trademark? Uh-huh. For a flip or a roll, yeah, sure. Uh, mechanics? I'll take a mechanics roll. You are taking stuff off the shelves and trying to get into locks. I think uh-huh. I'm going to start us off tonight with a hard check.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I have a boost? Because this isn't rushed. We've got time. Sure. I can take my time with it. And did we establish whether or not I get to use the Force with this? Is that how we're playing this tonight?
1: Tell me what you're doing with the Force.
3: Mm. So Becros feels his connection through the Force through the mechanical things that he can build right it's a it's a way of calming his mind going over uh the schematics of ways to create things in his mind uh mulling the puzzle over so to speak it's kind of a form of meditation for him
1: what are lodi and nikisa doing while beckeros attempts to create locks out of nothing
2: keeping watch
1: both of you just keeping watch
2: uh, I'm probably on my computer <laughs> doing. So. I'm okay. probably, like, if I have time, I'm going to try and look more into the back cha- the back door channels of the royal okay. system, see if I find <laughs> stuff. I
1: was just seeing if either of you could give them a setback for distractions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thanks, Dean. I'm, I'm right. a very quiet person.
3: <laughs> I will let you roll your forest die with this. How does everybody else feel? the importance of locking these crates is. Is it not important? Should I not spend a point to upgrade?
4: Hask is on this ship.
3: It's true. Yes. You were
1: feeling pretty good about Hask last night at the end of it.
4: Yeah, but that was under force influence. <laughs> <laughs> Are you aware that he wasn't under force influence, though?
1: You stated that you you sent some vibes his way. Okay.
3: <laughs> Trust but verify, right? Yeah. I'll spend I'll a token. I okay. have plenty. All right. Here we go. Two success, two threat, and two light side. What do you want to do with those light side? I would oh. like to not have threat. Can okay. I not have threat?
1: Sure. Two successes. You create locks. Uh, what do you use? What does it look like? How, um, uh, how like, thrown together are these?
3: Are they obviously, they, I think they stand out on the crates, right? It's something that's, like, been pushed like into it almost, mm-hmm. and I think it—it's it, not too cobbled together, but at the same time, it has a distinct, different look to it. And it looks like Beckros has taken some of the spare um, swoop parts that he has and put some gears and mechanisms together um, to so create- like uh, magnetic coils. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think that it even has a one smaller gear on the front that kind of serves as the combination lock. To okay. Them. All
1: right. I'll say that we've each got we've got time for one roll each. If you'd like it before you get to, to Bava, how you want to spend your your hyperspace time? Um, I'm so maybe,
4: going yeah. to go make friends with Aster and Hask.
1: Okay. <laughs> As you um, head back up front from um, where Beckros is beginning to do his work you see Aster and Hask sitting in there uh, in the passenger area here with a few other people from the, pl- uh, from the moon uh, they are having a quiet conversation. Um, Aster's talking about what she expects from these talks which isn't very much
4: Well I can't blame you for your expectations being low Lodi says as she enters.
0: They haven't proven themselves open to much.
4: Lodi kind of just dips her chin in acknowledgement there as she pulls up a chair to the table. That's much is true.
0: What is your stake in all of this?
4: Peace? An end to needless suffering?
0: Is that all it is? Are there no other motivations for e three to come out here?
4: We go where we are needed, and we are needed in this situation. You're certainly right that the Jedi and Bava have no personal stake in this, but... Bava is an independent planet. Helping another planet in the system gain independence as well certainly brings a little bit of balance to the sector.
0: It's interesting. I haven't met Jedi before. I have to say I haven't met anybody quite as altruistic.
1: Most people want something.
0: Well,
4: altruism is kind of a basic tenet of being a Jedi.
1: So what's Bava like?
4: Well, half of it is jungle and half of it is arid plateaus. (laughs) Um, We'll be going to the spaceport on one of the plateaus.
1: I haven't seen the jungle since I was a hatchling. It's a shame we won't get to go there.
4: Well, if the talks go well, I could give you a tour of the temple.
0: I think that would be interesting always educational to experience other cultures and ways of viewing the galaxy. But that is a big if. If the talks go well.
4: Well, all we can do is our best.
0: Have you dealt with
4: Romar before? Yes.
0: And? What is your impression of him?
4: My impression of him is that he still has some growing to do.
3: No
1: offense to you, Aster, but I haven't met many Nathoans I can trust.
0: Some offense, slightly taken, <laughs> Hask.
1: Is there anything you want to get out of this conversation? Is there anything you'd like to roll here?
0: Uh,
4: I don't feel the need to charm them again. Okay,
1: you've you've already charmed Aster. Yeah. You soothed Hask, but there have been no successful social checks against Hask.
4: That's true. Would this call for a leadership check?
1: It could call for a leadership check.
4: Mm.
1: what sort of leader thing would Lodi say?
4: Yeah, getting a good line out for what they actually want Yeah, like bargaining for what they're willing to compromise on, and things like that um, so sort of talking to Aster and Hask about what they want, what the outcome they hope for, what the outcome they're willing to get, uh, and what they absolutely don't want to happen um, and through these conversations and Lodi's um, Listens and then she sort of replies with, well, what she thinks that they should say based on her previous experience and all of that things. And that sort of gets Hask to start seeing her less as an outsider and more as someone he can follow a little bit in this chat, in this, in these talks.
1: Okay. Let's get, uh, let's get that roll and see how how well you do. All right. So
4: that is a yellow and two greens, and...
3: Can Lodi have a boost because she is, on numerous occasions, had to deal with Becros, a difficult <laughs> person to lead? Yes.
4: <laughs> also, can, can she get a boost? Because, you know, at this I point... I to ask for a boost because I've successfully charmed Aster. Well,
2: yeah, Aster seems to be friendly and also, like, they had a very nice conversation in the desert. I feel like Hask is a little more willing to... Be charmed by. He I just remembers get... feeling good around her, so he, he he should he should get she should get a, a boost die for that.
1: You can have a boost for your prior prior experiences with both Hask and Aster.
2: Okay, so two, one one for
4: each, right? <laughs>
1: no, uh, one total. Gosh. Yeah, so one red, one purple.
4: Okay. Uh, yeah, that looks pretty good. Boop. Why? Which game? Hask is just con- going to continue being a wild card with one failure, yeah. but I do have two advantages.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, Aster lays out what they expect, what they want, worst case scenario, best case scenario, that sort of thing. Um, Hask does not contribute very much. Hask just sort of is absorbing, and Scott. He he looks wary. He looks like he's getting a little antsy even. Maybe like he's feeling caged right now. Do you have any ideas for those two advantages?
4: Well,
2: I think one of the advantages could be that they can see the the true effort from Lodi to achieve what they want. And in the future, if things do go south, they will remember that we were basically on their side. (laughs) instead of like you know what they betrayed us they they are will they're they're seeing a very true effort in helping them I'm achieve. not the enemy yeah mm-hmm. solidly an ally yeah. yeah they can see like we truly want them mostly to achieve what they want not you the have
1: you <laughs> have offered that if if things fail and it comes to a fight you, you have offered your lightsaber so I think this sort of solidifies you
4: as yeah. ally yeah. I should write that down because I did not put that in my notes that I did that.
1: Oh yeah, all no. three of you said, if in a week they start fighting you, we're gonna we're gonna be on your side with our lightsabers drawn. And our view moves through the ship back from the passenger area to the um, little little rooms and uh, in through Nikisa's door into the messily organized space she occupies what what is nikisa working on uh during the little bit of time that they have before they reach the
2: planet well nikisa has contacts obviously in the underworld so she's first off checking the channels about what has been said and uh in the underground channels about the whole situation on the planets that i absolutely don't remember fully the names narhippa and uh, and Mato. Nato. uh capital council uh, council and all of that so just trying to figure it out how widespread the situation is or how loco it is cool because because of the involvement of the huts yeah so now I'm trying to see in my, my my Underworld channels if there there are bigger talks about situa- the situation Excellent. that is rising.
1: Let's get a roll. Do you want to roll Underworld? Do you want to roll uh, Computers? What
2: would you like to do? I can do both because I have two ranks in both. <laughs> you can pick one. I'm going to go Underworld Okay. specifically. Um, can i get a boost die because as i mentioned we saw a certain hut group and that's like and, and we have like a few names like Nasservan and Vic, and like so i have more keywords to look into instead of just like hey you know blockage on and, and like i have i have a like we with the informations that we've been gathering i feel like i have a bigger search words and hints that i can look into can i get a boost die for that
1: (laughs) okay it's gonna be hard it's gonna be against three purples
2: okay three purples okay that's it okay so three purples one boost die and my rank in underworld i got four successes and two threats
1: okay so what you end up finding with your two threats is nothing local you don't find anything around here but you do find a uh, on on some of the, um, the the deeper portions of the Holonet, um on threads on certain message boards and um, other hidden away corners talks of a shadow war between these two hut clans, things going on below the surface of the uh, ecumenopolis of Narshada and um, assassinations and different groups vying for new territory okay. Huts expanding out of hot
2: space. Okay Okay. And as I'm gathering information as soon as they start like showing up and looking credible, I start updating. The database that my Jedi partners have access to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are also aware that this is a thing that could be informing the participation of hot groups that we keep <laughs> seeing and hearing about. <laughs> we are on two already by now. <laughs> um, and do I have time to investigate one more thing?
1: It depends that. on what you want.
2: I, I just want one roll. Uh, Yeah, that's true.
1: So how big is that?
2: (laughs) Well, I just also wanted to make sure that Nikisa was uh, double checking the back door that um, she has on the royal systems to see if any new pains have been uh, activated or something like there's new um, movements of like, not just like, okay, a trip was authorized for the prince, but like, okay, it's also it also seems to have like some deployments to different areas. I don't know if I'm making any sense right now. I'm just okay. I just want to see like what's the movement right now at uh, uh, council.
1: Yeah, I think you can easily look through uh, what you've got available um, quickly. Just peruse the information that's at your fingertips without diving deep and see that the prince is scheduled to be moving. Uh, soon but has not made their journey to Baba yet okay there are no more ships inbound for Narhipa and everything else looks pretty routine
2: okay so no weird okay this is a a movement that hasn't happened in a while and it's out no. it's like something not routine okay
1: nothing nothing weird
2: nothing weird Just
1: okay. the, the prince has taken his darn time
2: yeah yeah okay
1: as Beckeros finishes up with the crates, Uh, Lodi deep in conversation with the two uh, resistance leaders and uh, Nikisa checking that back door for uh, any odd movements. The ship, you you feel the ship uh, exit hyperspace and um, if you've got a view out the windows, I think Lodi can probably see up through the cockpit, you see the um, blue streaks turn to stars and the large uh red and green planet in front of you of bava and i think uh we get one of those nice gratuitous ship landing scenes where this uh nice sleek shuttle comes in over the green jungles and tall tall trees and uh, makes its way towards the jedi temple the landing platform is clear of debris from the uh the battle that was there a few weeks ago and um, you can still see some of the scorch marks on the ground uh, in the gardens specifically Bekros. uh <laughs> evidence of um, the fight with the Nihil and the as the the ship lands there are uh, puffs of, of steam from the bottom of it the landing gear comes down and uh, it, it circles on the, the Platform, and I think um, Master Zorias comes out to meet you.
3: As I expected. Abekros has put back on the colorful poncho and big hat that he got for Kel.
0: Welcome back, you
4: three. Abekros, stylish as always.
3: <laughs> Can you believe the fashion they have? It's a good trip.
4: Uh, good day, Master Zorias. Lodi looks back up the ramp behind her. Uh, may I introduce. Esther Rom and Hask. they are here to negotiate for independence on behalf of the Narhippians.
1: The two of them, with a few others, the farmers from the previous night, come down the ramp, uh, Hasks heavy footfalls on the on the metal. Uh, they go up to Master Sorayas, who takes their hand and says,
4: "Welcome to Baba." You have a home at the Jedi Temple while you're here. And we've heard from the Noble Court on Council that you're expected in Spaceport City for the talks tonight. In the meantime, make yourselves at home. The cafeteria is fully stocked. There are plenty of snacks, <laughs> lots of snacks and refreshments. And uh, Captain Dross will take you to the city this afternoon. What time is right now, more or less? Uh,
1: late morning.
4: Okay.
1: We don't have to actually play any more downtime. But there is more <laughs> downtime uh, between landing and when you take off again. You're able so to goes
4: ahead and gives that tour that she had promised. I was say right, <laughs> let's let's do a
2: promised tour.
1: You give the tour, uh, mm-hmm. you get your things settled from the trip. Backrose gets his swoop in the garage
3: mm-hmm. and, um, and the crates, and, and they the may crates. not be important anymore at all to the story, but. Beckros doesn't want them loaded into the cave or into the temple proper. So he puts them, uh, he gets some help and gets them loaded and locked in the shed that we locked the Nihil in uh-huh. that is next to the garden. So I guess it's the garden shed of, uh, oh, I forgot his name. Horbo. Horbo's garden shed.
1: Horbo's garden shed is now filled with explosives.
2: Fun.
3: I foresee no consequences to that.
4: Lodi changes into her white and gold ceremonial tunics because she knows that will impress the prince.
1: Does she instruct being the in
4: her more casual Browns? Ut-
1: Does she instruct the other Jedi to uh, get rid of the utilitarian in favor of the ceremonial?
4: I give it as a suggestion. Bekras Nikesia, these guys thrive on pomp and circumstance. As you can see, I've changed into my ceremonial getup. It is up to you whether you want to do the same.
1: So a a few hours later, the the shuttle comes in over Spaceport City. The three of you depart down the ramp. What does Lodi look like walking into the the, uh, cobbled streets of Spaceport City?
4: Lodi looks every inch the Jedi diplomat. She has her shoulders back, her clean white and gold tabard, and um, her boots polished. Jedi um, overrobe to protect from the dust, and lightsaber shining uh, freely at her hip um, as she just has an easy smile on her face.
1: What does Nakisa look like walking down the ramp?
2: All. She is wearing one of her concealing robes, a slightly newer looking one. So the the blacks and grays look like the color that she originally got them from instead of faded, faded from use. <laughs> um, they do look just like a very regular outfit. It's, it's a, in a way, doesn't catch any attention, which is usually her intention. Um, she has her hair pulled back in a low ponytail and she's just like walking somewhat alongside trying not to catch any attention, and almost like, I am not really here.
1: <laughs> and what does Beckros look like as he comes down the ramp?
3: Uh, as Beckros rounds the corner to try and catch up with the group, I, I guess he wasn't quite ready to walk off the shuttle right away. He's holding the wide-brimmed hat that he had earlier, and he kind of looks at it, and then he sets it on the gonk droid's head that's next to him, and he comes down the ramp. And he's wearing... The gonk. The gonk joint. Yes. Gonk. Uh, he's wearing... Uh, he had changed into his uh, white and gold Jedi robes. Um, but feeling that that was incomplete and honoring the different dynamics that will be at the negotiation table, he did flip and put on the colorful poncho on top of that. And it waves in the breeze a little bit as he jogs down the, the ramp, having fallen behind while considering his outfit does his best to catch up to loading the group
1: what does spaceport city look like i think this is the the prime of spaceport city
4: spaceport city it's not terribly big but it has quite a few of those circular berth ports that um so quite a few of those and lots of nice buildings no more than three stories tall. Mm-hmm. Um, with there might be one,
1: I'm picturing like one tall tower in the uh, just off center um, where the uh, the bells ring on important days.
0: Yeah,
3: I think there would be like a an unofficial like market that's sprung mm-hmm. up in between the circular. Ports is really space that was ma- necessarily made for it. But yeah. any alcoves or little things like that, people have been able to tuck away a little stand or booth.
4: Yeah, and it is definitely market day.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's busy. There are quite a few people. There are lots of ships going back and forth as well, um, coming and going from the spaceport.
4: The people are dressed well, nobody looks mm-hmm. hungry. And there's definitely no ostentatiousness or like showboating of wealth or anything like that, but it's definitely a healthy community.
1: You see a good mix of uh, humans and uh, Twi'lek, uh, the odd uh, Rhodian, Athorian, a couple Snivians here and there. Every once in a while, you see the gold shining skin of a uh, Nothoan. And as the three of you depart the ship with uh, Hask and Aster behind you and the, the few farmers that came along with them, um, you hear the uh, the thrumming of, of engines above your head and you see a, a large golden ship coming down for a like The plateaus of Bava tend to be red rock, but there are some small outcroppings of of trees around the edges, not quite as tall as the jungle trees that are far below, but um, there there are some some green spaces up here as well, Uh, vines climbing the edges of buildings. As that ship comes in for a landing in one of the larger, uh, larger bays, you get that that feeling that you've gotten every once in a while on Bava recently, that little bit of darkness at the edge.
4: Lodi kind of just shivers a little bit and then shakes it off. Um, How many people just walking about casually recognize us? Uh,
1: I think you're getting some familiar looks. How how much time do you think you spend in the in the cities away from the temple?
4: Well, lately, not that much because I've been on Bespin, but um, Having grown up here, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't imagine Lodi being the diplomat and the outreach-focused person that she is didn't familiarize herself with the local spaceport.
1: I think you're getting... uh, Your outfits, at least, are getting some familiar looks. I think the people around here know, know about the Jedi. They may not know you personally, but they know you by reputation. They know that your master helped helped uh, Bava gain its independence. And I think as you uh, walk up to the Capitol building here, the uh, one of the uh, Bava politicians comes out and says,
2: Oh, Jedi, Jedi, come in,
3: come in. Welcome, welcome. We've been expecting you. This is a very important day for the Anuit sector. We are so glad that you chose this place of all places. For such an auspicious meeting.
4: What better place to have independence talks than on one of the few independent
3: planets? My thoughts? Exactly. Come in. Come in.
1: Gestures. There's a, a droid, a protocol droid, not a C-3PO looking droid, but an RA series protocol droid walking next to him with its sort of snout and bug eyes. Um, says, Greetings.
3: Hello. Hello. Hey.
1: <laughs> Hi. Welcome, Welcome to Spaceport, Spaceport City. City. The interior of this place has been set up for this meeting. You see a long table, and there are bright windows. It's a it's a large open room, and you have some time to make yourself comfortable before the noble court and their people
2: arrive. Are we bringing snacks? Do we have a spread?
4: <laughs> There's calf. Some
1: if you want, The protocol droid can come out with it with some trays, holding some trays. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I want to say that Beck Gross immediately like digs into the food because that would be something he'd do, but he can't because he's got the respirator on. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean he could probably take it off for a second to eat. Could he? I don't think yeah. he would. I you can I mean, survive but, in vacuum for a while. I'm sure you yeah. could survive in air for a little while. Hold my breath long enough, but no, I don't. No, but the the droid does come out with a few trays of of just like little things, little like local delicacies, fruits and stuff like that. And um, uh, Aster and Hask don't take seats yet, but the other farmers do take some seats at the far end of the table. And before long, you see out the front doors uh, the locals making way for the noble court as they come
3: the entourage
1: the locals get out of the way move to the edges of the street as the uh, court and its many guards and the royal entourage all come marching down the street guards enter this place first and you see their uh, golden skin and their shining armor cloaks and masks, they spread away from the door, uh, lining the sides of the front of this place. Next comes a few advisors, more than one. You recognize them, Lodi, by the uh, insignia they wear on their chest and the white and golden robes. (laughs) They are followed by the prince. He looks young. He's wearing a golden mask. You can tell that he, I guess he looks young because he is shorter than everybody else. <laughs> uh, and is followed closely by another advisor. The prince takes the seat furthest from, like, the, the, at the other head of the table, and his advisors stand behind him. And he puts uh, one foot up on his knee, puts his hands in his lap, and waits expectantly.
3: Is, is there a table or just like a circle of chairs? Oh, it's a long table. Long table, he's, okay. he's at one end.
4: Yeah, he's at one end, Aster's at the other end.
1: Yeah, Aster and, uh, are... and Hask have not sat down yet. They are they are standing at, at the end of the table. The, some of the farmers have sat, have found seats for themselves at the table.
4: Lodi makes eye contact with Aster and then looks at the chair to indicate that she should sit down.
1: And she takes a seat. Hask sits to
3: her left.
4: And then Lodi takes her position right in the middle.
3: And where does Bekro sit? He's going to grab the chair closest to the prince and drag it across the floor a little noisily closer to the prince and then sit as close as is reasonable. As po- reasonable is not where we're after, as possible. As Without
2: possible. guards going like, I'm going to yeah. shoot you. <laughs> the,
1: the guard's... <laughs> Tensed up a little bit mm-hmm. as you took that seat, and I think maybe one of the advisors uh, tried to try to, to stop you from taking.
3: About as as like as soon as the advisor like took a step or made an indication that he was going to try and stop me, that's where the chair stopped, and he sat in it and ignored the advisor as quickly as possible. <laughs> Beckras isn't just trying to be silly here. I mean, he's awkward in all the great ways, but it's also. He doesn't like the power dynamic of the big table and everybody being part. And so he's trying to break the tension, so to speak, by squeezing in on the, the, the prince's bubble, so to speak.
4: No, respect, honestly. <laughs> Lodi hides um, a smile behind a wide sleeve of her tavern. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not,
4: none of the adv- advisors
2: were allowed to sit.
1: <laughs> no, none of the advisors are sitting.
2: Okay. That's so it. So like, this entire room, the only thing that this room has is the table,
1: yeah. it, it looks like maybe they moved some stuff out. There are some uh, carpets here and there that looks like they may have been under other desks or tables, but those those desks and tables have been removed to accommodate this I want big something. down the center.
4: <laughs> I want that wall behind Astor to be windows and for the oh, yeah. sun. To be right, peering right through the window, right into the prince's eyes.
1: <laughs> uh, I did say that there were large windows. I will take a uh, light side flip right. to the sun in the prince's eyes.
3: <laughs> you should have gotten here sooner. You could have gotten the side with the... Yeah,
1: because it is late afternoon.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: Yeah, so this, the sun is shining and gleaming off of the the golden mask that the prince is wearing. Okay. You can you you cannot see his eyes under the behind the the dark holes.
2: Oh no, you cannot <laughs> see that he's like squinting. <laughs> what is on the other side? I see that there's like we see two walls here. So one side is window to the outside, I presume. Uh, yeah, the,
1: and then, the then behind the prince is the, the door out and a few windows to the to the right and left of it.
2: And so the room, the rooms that we don't know what they are on the sides are just there's no windows to them right there,
1: there are rooms
2: okay
1: that do not matter currently
2: okay so what nikisa is gonna do is grab a, a chair and just drag it back closer to the wall she's not sitting at the table she's almost like and she has her computer thingy database uh data pad not database data pad uh, mm-hmm. she, she almost looks like she's like a stenographer
1: yeah okay it she's very like, she's like in,
2: inconspicuous right now. She just looks like a stenographer. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> You're just the note taker.
2: Yeah. Right. That's that's what what she's doing right there. She looks like a little like behind Lodi.
1: And Aster is looking from the prince to to Lodi, back to the prince, not sure who is supposed
3: to speak first.
4: Oh my kids Can go
3: first. first.
4: Or Becros can go first. Becksos is gonna go first.
3: I mean, all he has in mind is just that he kind of tries to lean a little in his chair. He's a little too far to actually like elbow the prince, but that's kind of the gesture he's going for.
1: I think you get a you get a hand of one of these advisors.
3: Uh, <laughs> he reaches around and he, and and he takes it, that hand and shakes it, and then looks at the prince and is like, "We're here to like talk, right? What's uh, how's it going?"
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Path of the Storm. I'm your GM and host for this season, Mark. You can find my podcast, Coruscant Nights, in the other place wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out Nightcast Creative on YouTube, where we play a variety of games with many of the voices you hear on this podcast. Begros is played by Andrew from Dicey Cantina. Be sure to check out Dicey Cantina's latest show, The Foxglove Letters, out now wherever you get your podcasts. Lodi is played by Erica Goodwitch. You can also find Erica on the newest season of Heroes of the Hydean Way. Check the show notes for all of her links. And Akisa is played by Isabella Jones. Thank you to Nikki, Doug, Crystal, AJ, James, and Ben for lending their voices to this episode. This episode of Path of the Storm was produced by Nightcast Creative. For info on all of our
2: shows, RPGs, and everything else we do, visit nightcastcreative.com.